for this morning, and I'm sure that you are, and we're looking forward to a great morning together as we're gathered around God's Word together. So welcome to you, and I want to say a special warm welcome if you're visiting with us this morning. It's really great to have you with us, and we'd love for you to enjoy your time with us this morning, and then fill out a Connect card. So in the bulletin, which uh, you will have received as you came in, there are Connect cards, and sorry, Jacob, I'm going out of order. I do this every time. Going rogue with the announcements. Um, the In the Connect cards, if you're visiting with, with us, we'd love for you to fill in the Connect side where you can put your details and someone can get in contact with you. I'll come back to the rest of it. Just going to run through our quick COVID safe things. Uh, thank you for doing that and following that this morning. And obviously we've got the door closed now because we've, this room is now full so that, that so everybody else that arrives is now going to be sitting in the overflow room. But uh, thank you for arriving on time. And next week when we go back to our two, th- two services again, please make sure, especially the 8.30 service, you arrive on time. And the 10.30 service as well. Um, I don't see you that often because I'm normally at the 8.30 service, but I hear that it's a bit harder to start on time at 10.30. So come on, guys. You've got to lift your game a bit. Get here on time so we can start at 10.30 so we can finish. Finish, finish on time as well but um, thank you for doing that make sure that you check in when you arrive so hand sanitize check your temperature sign in pick up a bulletin on the table the bulletins also got emailed earlier this morning and then come in and take a seat another reminder that we still well we are allowed a couple more people singing so you this morning there'll actually be three of us singing because um, the rules are up to five. So still that unfortunately means we can't have the congregation singing with us and we're hoping that that changes soon. But remember this morning, we will sing a song, uh, lead you in worship, focus on the words, meditate in your hearts. Please do not sing along this morning. Um, just those reminders that we've got no Fresh Hope library at the moment, no distribution of Bibles. So please bring your own Bible or have it ready on your device. No hugging or handshakes and no morning tea or coffee. We're a master if you have one and I think we all know the communion procedure now but just in case you don't we hand out disposable communion cups that have the wafer in the top so you peel the top clear layer off to get the wafer and then you peel the silver layer off to get to the juice for the communion and you'll do that during the song at the end and there'll be communion in both in the overflow room and in this room uh, being handed out (coughs) excuse me So do that during the song so that all the loud bit is done, ready and hold the emblems and we'll take them together after the song. And uh, this morning, just like every other day, we still need people to leave afterwards so that we can get with the cleaning and make sure all the surfaces are clean after you leave this morning. So do remember to continue to be COVID safe so that we can continue to meet. Uh, But today is a special meeting because we are meeting all together as one service with an overflow room because this morning we will be having our service followed by our AGM. So I hope that everybody has planned to stay for that. It'll be a lot shorter than it was in previous years as we don't have all ministry reports from the different ministry leaders of Obviously, because lots of things haven't been happening due to COVID, but we will be hearing from our pastors and elders and uh, uh, about their vision for the upcoming year. So it's really, it'd be really fantastic for you to stay after the service, to stay for that meeting so that you can hear the vision from the pastors and elders so that you're, we're all on board together. We can move forward together. And we also have to pass our budget and do a couple of little formal things, um, which includes also voting a new member of the MST. So really encourage you to to stay around after today's service for that. Our plan was to go then to the waterfront and have fish and chips. Now, it's such a hard thing to do because right now I'm looking out and there's blue skies, but the forecast does say 
not just thunderstorm, not just rain, not just thunderstorm, but heavy thunderstorm at about 12, 1, 2 p.m. today. So we're going to make the unfortunate decision to call it now and to cancel our lunch at the waterfront, which is unfortunate, but we will try and do it again in a few weeks' time. Okay, so we'll try and reorganize that in a couple of weeks' time. What we'd encourage you to do today, since we can't do that, if you're just going and getting takeaway food, you could meet in smaller groups at people's house at people's houses. I think the rule is 20 people still at your house you're allowed up to 20 people now you may not feel comfortable with that you're not prepared that's fine but maybe there are a few people that are willing to have maybe there's somebody willing to have 20 people back at their house I don't know I heard a rumor maybe or then then there might be people just willing to have two or three extra people back at your house so can I really encourage you today to as we finish today's service um, we're not still allowed to kind of mingle too much here but because we don't have the 10:30 service coming in you can make plans after the after our AGM to maybe do lunch together you could just go to it somewhere and sit at a fast food place or a restaurant and have dinner together or maybe just invite people to go and grab your own lunch and then meet us back at our house and and we'll just share some time together so let me encourage you to do that and uh if if um you don't know too many people here if you're visiting with us come and speak with myself or one of the pastors and elders and we can try and tee you up with someone to have lunch with today but it'd be really great to still do that and then hopefully in a couple of weeks time on a on a fine weather day we can go and have our picnic at the waterfront maybe even by then the rules will be changed and we can just do it in one group rather than having separate groups okay there's lots of things in your bulletin this morning so make sure you do grab one and read through all of the different announcements which is kind of exciting to see lots of things happening because for months well it's been actually since was it, it was early March that we stopped having meetings right? so it's been over six months now since we had one combined service and I was just excited this week because Nicole did the bulletin and I saw there's just a few things happening and it's just exciting to have a few things happening so please read your bulletin check out the different things that are going on in there um, ministry and no, sorry, Monday morning prayer is happening tomorrow at 9am. We also have ministry and mission prayer happening Thursday night at 7.30 here at the church. Next Saturday, we're having a working bee, so 8am to 12pm. There's a lot of jobs that need doing around the church and, and there's a job for you, no matter your level of ability or... or um, um, whatever so things like cleaning just some cleaning just to make sure kind of deeper cleaning that gets done normally on a regular basis and some gardening work and some little odd jobs around that need fixing so that'll be 8 to 12 next week if you can come for 8 to 12 fantastic if you just are able to come for one hour that would also be really appreciated and for any more information see Nigel about that uh, we have greeting cards available. So uh, Juanita and I th my, my mum and I think Nicole might have brought some. Well, not today, but there will be some from Nicole as well. There are greeting cards available. You'll see them in the hall that you can purchase for a donation towards the piano and sound desk. So we've been fundraising. As you know, it's probably been in the bulletin recently. I'm sure you've read that we're inching closer and closer to our goal of $6,000 because we do need to buy a new sound desk and a new piano. We've got a loaner at the moment. So uh, I think it's about four and a half thousand at the moment so one and a half thousand dollars to go and so there's this um, opportunity for you to give and at the same time you can pick up a greeting card or a Christmas card if you're starting to think about sending Christmas cards so have a check those out or speak to Anita after the service today I got an announcement about Christmas it's not in the bulletin this week but will be in coming weeks so this year we are going to have Chris oh it's up there oh fantastic 
Nicole, well done, thank you. So we will have two Christmas Eve services this year. So instead of having a Christmas Day service like we have normally, where it's a bit hard to do two services on Christmas morning, so we're going to have two services on Christmas Eve at 5.30pm and 7.30pm. So just giving you advance notice about that now, over the coming weeks we'll have to work out, you'll probably have to register for which one, but we do. We would love for you to be able to feel like you can invite friends and family as well. So we've got to work out exactly what that looks like but and we'll tell you more over coming weeks but just so that you're aware and you're putting your diaries and for your planning for Christmas this year that we are having Christmas Eve services not Christmas Day services 5 30 and 7 30 p.m. Okay, Impact Zone and Jelly Beans is, oh, not Jelly Beans, just Impact Zone. Impact Zone is available this morning, so there'll be a time a little bit later in the service that we'll send the kids out if you're primary school age, so that will be running today. And I think that's all of the announcements, but as I said, please make sure you check your bulletin, whether that's the emailed copy or you pick up a paper copy. On the table, we also have our annual report, which was emailed last week. Um, if you need that emailed again, let me know, or if you want a paper copy, they're available out there, um, as well as our minutes from last year's meeting which we'll use during our AGM so it's a bit I just said to Andrew it's a bit exciting to see all those things happening and just just oh there's another announcement there as well there'll be some um there's some Christmas catalogs for Christmas if you want to purchase a a card that gives a donation to one of our mission partners, so Global Mission Partners, um, which is one of our church's mission partners that we financially support as a church. They have a range of projects, and you can do things like buy a chicken or a goat or buy school supplies for places in all over the world that they're working in, Indonesia and all over the world. So um, there's some catalogs available. Or the, in, the link is also in the bulletin. You can check out their website. Okay, lots of things. Please read your bulletin. But this morning, let's focus on God. We're here to worship Him together. And we're going to do that through a few different ways. We're going to sing two songs. And Rhonda, you can come and join me up here now. Um, and as a, just a reminder, please don't sing along with us, but we will lead you in worship this morning. Meditate on those words. And then we'll have a time of corporate prayer led by Sky, I think, this morning. And Lisa will read the, our Bible reading today. And then Rob will bring our final message from the book of Colossians which will be fantastic. Really looking forward to that. And we'll share in communion and we'll have another song and a benediction. Um, just before we sing though, because we're gathered together as one church again, and this is for the people out in the hall as well, why don't you just take 30 seconds to turn around and say good morning. Stay in your seat, but turn around and say good morning to someone nearby. see you guys all gathered together. It's so good to be here, isn't it? Especially as one big family together. Uh, I was I was pretty sure that the 10.30 crew would all be stuck in overflow, <laughs> but uh, not the case. So good on you. Good on you for being here. Um, we're going to worship the Lord together now. And um, I appreciate, Ross, that you've been using that word worship over and over this morning, because that's what we are doing. Even though only a few of us can sing, we together are worshipping the Lord. This is not a concert right? This is not a, a performance. Um, like I'm way too mediocre <laughs> at, at guitar and singing for this to be a performance. These guys are better than me. Um, but um, this is worship together. Uh, and so I just want to read out Psalm 100 for us as a call to worship. 
And it does call us to sing, but, but hear this as singing in your heart to the Lord. It says this, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Is that true? That's absolutely true. So let's sing together. Or rather, we'll sing, but let's worship together. This is amazing grace. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. 
I think we know what's happening. It's all right. Hello. I'm here to pray with us. Um, so, yeah, join with me as we pray to our Lord. Lord God, today is a day that we want to glorify your name and worship you. How wonderful it is to gather here and see the faces of our church family under one roof. We've been missing each other, been missing the chance to, to see each other, worship together. Lord, the ache we've been feeling and the joy of coming together is just a small shadow of the longing we, we have for heaven and the joy we'll have that day and how we'll sing on that day. Lord, you have set apart this day of the week, not for family lunches or sports, but so that we will all stop and worship you to celebrate what Christ achieved on the cross. Help us to put aside our weekly stresses of work and family and responsibilities. Lord, put these from our minds. Help us to focus on what your word can teach us and instruct us today. We are wholly your people, Lord. Draw us closer to you today. And today, Father, as we meet as a church for our annual general meeting, help us to make wise choices for the future of our church. We ask that our elders and deacons would be leading well and let us all be dedicated members of this church, ready and willing to see the truth of your gospel go out to our community, to see lives changed and shaped by your saving grace, especially in our own lives, Lord. We also pray for our local community um, with the suspension of our Central Coast Council and the upcoming investigation into all of that, Lord. Um, let truth and justice shine in this whole situation. And we ask that you would protect the most vulnerable in our community in whatever changes are ahead. And if this incident shows us anything, Lord, it shows that our political leaders need our prayer all across the world, Lord. Um, pray particularly for the upcoming election in America. And we ask that we wouldn't be putting our faith in politicians and, and, um, and all of that, Lord, but that instead you would be working in them to seek truth and justice, the good of their people, that they would use their power well and that you would be saving many leaders and, and directing um, their paths, Lord. In everything, Lord, we humbly ask that you would be working out your will for us every day. Draw us closer to you. Forgive our sins. Help us to turn from temptation and towards you. We are so in awe of your majesty, Lord, and you are worthy of all glory. Amen. It's time for kids to go out. So Impact Zone um, primary age kids can head on out, but I will ask if you do it a little bit sneakily because there are crew out there as well. Um, and Lisa's going to come up and lead us in a time of Bible reading. So grab out your Bibles. We're doing that. Good morning. This morning's reading is from Colossians chapter 4, verse 7 through to verse 18.
Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that has taken place here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, greets you, and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. And Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only men of the circumcision amongst my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Hyapophilus. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans and see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. And I say to Archippus, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Lisa. Well, good morning, church. I want to give a, um, a special shout out to the group that's meeting out in the fellowship hall, which they won't hear that for five seconds from now. In fact, when you guys hear that, can you clap fellowship hall? And they'll start clapping in about five seconds. So, um, Look, I don't know what... They still haven't got it yet. Um, we're waiting, guys. Anyway, um, I don't know what came to your mind when... That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, so I don't know what came through your mind when Lisa just read that passage for us, right? There's, there's a whole lot of names, half of which we can't even pronounce, let alone know... Who is who? Like, what's going on here? So what do we do with a passage like today? I mean, this is Paul, is, is, he's wrapping up his, his letter to the Colossians. And as he does, he's, he's highlighting, I mean, these are real people, right? And so he's highlighting them. These are significant people that have done ministry with him over the years. And so he's, he's acknowledging them. So obviously we can't cover every single Tom, Dick, and Harry, and Joe Blow in this text. At least we won't have the time to do that. So then what should we do with this text? Well, what I thought we could do is actually focus on the content of what Paul says about their character. In other words, what are the things that Paul highlights about some of these individuals? Tychicus is the first one. Do you notice what he says here? He says he's a, a beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. Wow, well, that's, that's very significant. And so what I thought we'd do to this morning 
is actually focus on some of these attributes, as it were, of these characters. And rather than try to cover all of them, I figured what I would do is just narrow it down to three. Three characters, three blokes, and I gave them all names. Trustworthy Tychicus, Dodgy Demas, and Exemplary Epaphras. Trustworthy Tychicus, Dodgy Demas, and Exemplary Epaphras. Now, those of you children among us or youth or out in the fellowship hall, as we go through this list of fellows, see if one of them stands out to you. And what would be helpful is to then talk with that about your mom, with your mom and your dad, and to say, hey, this is why Tychicus or Demas or whoever stood out. And parents, as I go along, rather than just hear the sermon, try to pick one of these fellows and say so you can talk about them with your kids. Sound good? All right. Now that said, let's look to the Lord. Quick word of prayer here, and then we'll dive into and look at these fellows together. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather, even though it's a unique situation with COVID and we're sort of here in one building, but yet spread across two different almost venues in a way. We pray, Lord, that through the, um, the, the differences of, of this scenario, of this situation, that, Lord, that your spirit would, would work now as we open your word and that you would speak to our hearts. Pray that you would bless our AGM today and that you would be glorified in Christ's name. Amen. All right, well, let's take a look at the first bloke, right? Tychicus, trustworthy Tychicus. Now, Paul was traveling. He went on several missionary journeys. And Tychicus actually comes up in the book of Acts. As Paul is on his third missionary journey, he is traveling through Asia Minor and through Greece. And while he's there, he's actually doing, believe it or not, he's actually doing a fundraiser of all things. And what he's trying to do is he's wanting to do a fundraiser. He's spending three months in Greece and he wants to take the funds that he's collected from the churches there and bring them back to sort of the mega church, the mother church, if you want to call it that, in Jerusalem. And what he also wants to do is rather than bring him a bag of cash, he actually wants to bring some representatives with him, some Greek some Greek Christians. Because remember, I mean, this is a different time and a different place. And, and there, he, what he's trying to do is bridge the gap between Jewish Christians and Gentile, non-Jewish Christians. And so as a way to do that, he can say, hey, look, the Lord is actually moving in some real ways. Lo and behold, here's example, exhibit A. And actually bring with him back to Jerusalem some of these people and who else but to bring, as a representative, Tychicus. And so, here is Tychicus. Now, here's what's fascinating about Tychicus. If you keep reading in the book of Acts, you'll see that Paul, regularly, he has threats on his life, and he's just barely escaping the, the grips of death, so to speak. People are always trying to kill him. If, if you've read the book of Acts, you know what I'm talking about. He's shipwrecked. He has this insane journey to Rome. 
Tychicus is with him the entire time for those two years onto that journey. This is someone who was at Paul's side through thick and thin. This is someone Paul can trust. This is someone that Paul knew had his back. So much so that Paul actually sends Tychicus back to Colossae and to Ephesus to say, I want you to deliver these letters and explain them. What a task. You're not going to entrust that to anybody. And so Tychicus, he's not only a courier, right, so to speak, or a mailboy or whatever, or a dispatcher, but he's actually going to explain these things. Now, here's what's fascinating about this, though. Look at the way Paul, so after he describes Tychicus, look what he says here in, in Colossians. He says, he says, Tychicus will tell you all about, right, my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and here's the key, and that he may encourage your hearts. Now, why would it be encouraging to hear about Paul's situation? He, remember, of, remember in verse three, he already told them his situation. He's in jail, he's in prison. So why would, why would it be encouraging to hear about Paul's imprisonment one more time? Why, why would that somehow, if anything, you actually think that would have the opposite effect, right? I mean, if you're this church in Colossae, you're concerned for Paul's welfare, right? And so to, for him to say, oh, Paul's in prison, Paul's already mentioned that. We already know that he's in prison. We, we've already heard that. And, and not only that, think, think just practically, okay? Paul the Apostle, the guy who has been commissioned by Jesus Christ himself, okay? Probably the best church planter and evangelist the world's ever seen. A guy like that needs to be let loose to spread the good news, right? Not confined to a small space with just a handful of people. So why would it be encouraging? That is actually discouraging. If you think about it, you'd be tempted to sort of think, oh, come on. God must have got this one wrong. I mean, there's just, what, what, what's going on here? There's no way that the Lord is, is I mean, who knows what's going on? This can't, this can't be a God thing. And yet, Paul says, that is precisely the reason that I am sending Tychicus to encourage your hearts, to actually give you the right perspective on my situation. And that is so true of all of us because it, when, when we or when people we love suffer, when we cop it, our emotions get wrapped up in it. 
and we tend to assess the situation by our own human rationale, our own reasoning. And then in our distress, we can easily begin to think that God must not notice or care very much. Perhaps he's just so busy governing the world that he, you know, he's not going to take the time to notice our problems. Listen, it's in those moments of our lives we need people like Tychicus who will counsel us, who will encourage our hearts, who will provide a biblical worldview of which we can see our own situation. And Paul says, that's precisely why I'm sending Tychicus, so that he may encourage your hearts, not your emotions, the deep-seated real you, your heart. Not just, you know, oh, because I don't get the situation. He's going to reorient the way that you think about this situation. I mean, if you rewind the tape a little bit, do you remember what Paul already said back in chapter 1, verse 24? about his suffering, he says that he suffers on behalf of this church. And not only that, as we learned last week, that his imprisonment is actually a means by which God is using, though it doesn't seem probably logical, that God is using this situation to spread the gospel. Paul says something very similar to this in the book of Philippians. He writes to Philippians and he says, I want you to know that what has happened to me, right, being in prison, has actually served to advance the gospel. So it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and everyone else that I'm here because of Christ. See, the reality is, when you suffer and when I suffer, do you know what we need? Do you know what we need the most? We need people around us with good theology. You're like, what? I thought that, that just seems kind of, that's insensitive. No, no, no. You need people who will be able to speak truth into your life, who know the character of God, who know that God is good and patient and kind and just and holy and righteous and so on and so forth. You don't need someone just to slick your wounds and to tell you what you want to hear. You need someone to tell you what you need to hear. Because the world's going to say cheap things, right? Oh, well, you know, it's always gonna, it's always turn, it always turns out for better. Does it? Does it always turn out for better? Come on. If you've lived long enough, you know that that's not always true. Sometimes it turns out for worse, right? So, oh, you know, hey, this is always going to, you know what, you'll give all these little cliches that we heard that we saw on a bumper sticker or who knows what. I remember when April and I, um, we lost a child and that was very difficult for us. Um, that child is no longer here. And what I needed most in, in that moment of grief was what I got from my pastor. And this is when we were in Bible college back in the States. And, and he spoke truth. He spoke God's truth. And he reminded me of the character of God. I didn't need someone just to sit there and, oh, you know, 
God's this and God's that. They're just sort of rattling off what they think God is. I needed someone who's bathing themselves in this word, knowing the character of God, and then reminding me of that truth. Look, when I suffer, even if it's small persecutions, it may not be like what Paul's experiencing, but I I, want to surround myself with people who are going to be so steeped in the scriptures that it's just going to come out. And it's, there's going to be, with it, there's going to, it's going to be weeping with those who weep, rejoicing with those who rejoice. There's going to be love with it. Paul says, he will encourage your hearts. That is trustworthy. Again, telling you what you need to hear. Not what you want to hear. And let me say this as well, because there are some Bible students in this church, which is very encouraging. And there are, I say that in the sense of, I don't mean you're going to school, I mean you love God's word. Don't forget that you want to empathize with those that are hurting as well. So this doesn't mean, don't take this the wrong way, is you shove truth in someone's face when they're hurting. Because you're just socially inept anyways, and now you just hide behind the Bible to do that. Met a lot of people like that as well. No, no, you generally weep with those who weep, but you're also pointing them to the truth. So there's a balance there. Do you see that? That's trustworthy. Oh, Lord, please bless our church with more Tychicus people. Amen? Now, what about dodgy Demas. Why do I, why do I say that? Why do, I mean, look what he, the way he describes him. If you look at verse 14, how does, how does Paul say? He actually, he actually says that he's a fellow worker. Did you see that? In verse 14, he, he actually, Demas gets this exact same description, this the same affirming title in the book of Philemon, that he is a fellow worker. So why do I call him Dodgy Demas? Answer, go to the book of 2 Timothy. Turn to the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy is the last letter we have from Paul. He, he's on death row. He's... He's, he's not going to make it out of this situation. He's been in prison and then he's gone out, but this is it for him. We don't know if he has days or even hours left to his life. And there he sits in a cold cell, chained up, abandoned by virtually all of his friends. Can you, I mean, can you just even like, we can't even wrap our minds around something like that. And so he writes... Look at 2 Timothy. So it's just to the right. You're in the T books. If you Thessalonians, keep going. 2 Timothy 4. Go to verse 9. Or put your phone there. He says, Do your best, writing Timothy, do your best to come to me soon. Remember, we don't know, we don't know if the guy's got days or hours. And, and if you knew that you were about to be, remember the whole situation, he's in a cold cell, he's by himself. If you knew that you were about to be executed, 
certainly companionship would be like, fair enough, right? And so he says, Timothy, I, I, I need you soon. He's alone, virtually. There's one or two guys, but he's virtually alone. He shouldn't be alone. This is the apostle Paul, but he's alone. And why is he alone? Verse 10. Verse 10. For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Demas had been one of Paul's closest ministry partners, but now he bailed on him. That's a stitch up for sure. But what's the greater concern for Demas? It's what he says about him, right? It's the reason why he left. He loves the things of this life. What a sad obituary. Demas loved the things of this world so much that he had not only left a friend, but he had left the faith. At the end of the day, the world owned his heart and affections. The world, the love of the world directed his steps. Let this be a warning for all of us. Because as Paul is writing this letter to the Colossians, as far as he knew, Demas is, well, he's legit. He's part of the team. He looked the part. He talked the part. He acted the part. But he loved the world. Friend, if you think you are standing firm, take heed lest you fall. Because you know what's scary and shocking about all of this? Demas was not just some Joe Blow on the fringe. You know, the kind of guy that showed up at church on Christmas and Easter, and you won't see him again until next Christmas and Easter. He's not just some Joe Blow. Demas is a part of Paul's inner circle. Think about Back to Colossians, he says, oh, greet Luke and Demas. Who's Luke? The gospel of Luke. Oh, and who's there as well? John Mark, the gospel of Mark. Two out of the four gospel writers. He's hanging with these guys. They're his mates. Oh, not to mention Paul, by the way, as well. This guy's in the inner circle, Demas. You would guess that someone this well-connected Someone who's been taught by Paul and hangs out with apostles would never turn from the faith. But he did. Do not love the world, says John, or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away with all its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Did you hear that? I'll read it again. This world is, you hear it? Passing away. Demas is in love with this present world. Sort of wonder, you know, Demas, as he goes off to Thessalonica to live the good life and go on permanent holiday, 
that dawned on him as he got old, or maybe he died shortly thereafter. We don't know. But you almost sort of wonder if you thought, oh, was it worth it? Yeah, it's all done now, right? Demas is dead. Paul's dead. This is all done. Eternal consequence, though. Massive. So dodgy Demas. I, I, I look at this, and I, to be honest, this scares the daylights out of me. Because could it be, and I've honestly wondered, as I've had things really spun at me hard, relatively speaking, the last few years, I've wondered to myself, am I a Demas? Because I'm, you know, in terms of the evangelical world, for what you guys don't even care, you don't even know some of the names I could drop, but hey, man, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm hip with, I went to the best seminary in the world, hands down, okay? I did. And I know these guys, and I, they're my pastors, and, I, and I'm kind of like, and I'm, I, I know the who's who of evangelicalism and look at me, I'm cool. And all it took was a couple little things to spiral me out of, and I'm like, am I a Christian? I get, it's scary. You just ask yourself, friend, let him who stands firm take heed. Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. Test these things. Ask yourself that now. We don't want to end on those sad state of affairs. So why don't we look at exemplary Epaphras? Trustworthy Tychicus, dodgy Demas, exemplary Epaphras. Let's, let's go back to Colossians. By the way, he's right there. If you look in, if, you're, if um, you want to look at it later, Tychicus is named um, in that text right there in, in 2 Timothy 4. Fascinating. But we'll go to Epaphras now. So back to Colossians. Let's pick up here. Uh, you might remember um, this guy's name, Epaphras, um, from the beginning of this book. Epaphras was actually a native of Colossae. You know, the, he, was one of their, he was one of theirs, right? He was a coastie. That's a term that we would use. He's from the coast. He's, he's a native. And he, he likely heard Paul preaching the gospel in Ephesus, and that's where he was converted. And not long after this, he would have went back to his hometown and preached the gospel there. You just try to picture the sort of courage required for someone to return to their hometown preaching Jesus for the very first time. And the Lord blessed his ministry. He actually planted, God used him to plant a church there. In fact, if you're there in Colossians, look at uh, chapter one real quick. That's where he's first mentioned. In verse seven, he says, just as you learn, this is the gospel we thought you were referring to, just as you learned it, from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ. Notice, on your behalf, and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. Really interesting. Epaphras planted this church, and then this church actually sends him to go encourage Paul. So he goes to Rome. He's there with Paul. And as he is with Paul in prison, Paul notices something very exemplary about this guy. See if you can catch it. Um, in fact, go to, go to verse 12. Let's see what he says about him. Verse 12 of chapter 4. He says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling 
on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I have, um, for I, sorry, for I've been its witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Okay, so what, what's one thing that we can catch? There's a couple things there, but one thing, what, what's a sort of a pattern? Well, it's prayer, right? Paul, it says that he worked hard. He's laboring, he's toiling, he's wrestling in prayer. And, and what, is, what is he praying? What is he praying for them? Oh, Lord, help them to find a parking space today. And we pray that you would give them, you know, uh, good food to eat. And no, 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 what's he praying? It's very specific. He's praying for their spiritual maturity, right? This completeness in Christ. Remember that theme? What does Paul say that he labors and he strives back in chapter one? That he may present everyone mature in Christ. It's a theme, you've seen it again. And these guys have a kinship because of that. And, and why, why present everyone mature in Christ? I mean, in Colossae, remember remember the, the false teachers? It's been a while since we talked about them, but, but they were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus is cool and all, but you need to have all of this stuff as well if you really want to be connected to God. And Paul's saying, no, no, no. Christ is all sufficient. And so because Jesus is all sufficient. He is all you need and you're complete in him. And isn't it interesting that Epaphras, hand in glove is praying the exact same thing for this church, that they may be mature in Christ. And he works hard, by the way. You see that? Toils, he wrestles for it. He, he doesn't just, you know, give him a quick little, as he's falling asleep, you know, after he's lived his whole life and made his money at work and just, oh, Oh God, blah, 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 bless, bless. Yeah. You, you probably wonder too, as Paul listens to them, to Epaphras praying, he was probably praying for people in this church by name. Because he says he prays for you. I, 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 we don't know that, but there's a good chance that he was praying, as I pray for you guys by name. The elders and I, we pray for you guys by name. And this is basically what I'm praying. It's the same thing, that you be mature in Christ growing in your faith. That's why I need that prayer as well. But I, I actually pray for you specifically, usually on Saturday nights as well. I try to think, and if I, especially if I know what's going on more in your life, I'm praying for you by name. I'm not just praying that, you know, you have a nice, a nice Sunday off or something. Like that, good, I hope you do. But I'm praying for spiritual maturity. That's, that's what my job is, to make disciples of all nations, Right? baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And I'm so proud of so many of you watching many of you really take the faith seriously and really grow, grow a lot in your faith, actually, even in the last six months. It's been very encouraging to me. I wonder, though, if, you know, like I said, oh, God bless us with a Tychicus. We might have a dodgy Demas or two in here. Seriously but oh Lord, bless us with an Epaphras. And if there's an Epaphras in your life, 
If there's a, if, 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 as I was talking about someone that, you know, that encourages you, that prays for you, that, that works hard to see your progress in the faith, and they're sitting here in this room or they couldn't make it to service today, you know what? Thank God for them and be grateful and say, you know what? Thank you for how you've been an encouragement to me amongst here in this church. Like, don't just, you know, hear the sermon, but actually, like, push yourself a little bit even if you're introverted, and say, I'm actually going to go thank that person that's been such an encouragement to me, who keeps pointing me to Christ. And here's a thought, rather than, because this is, we're all such narcissistic, selfish people by nature. Some of you have this thought, and I know you do. I've never had a chicken kissing. I've never had an Epaphras in my life. Well, go be one. You know, like rather than, I, I get so sick of people, oh, if, I, if I, it'd be nice, must be nice. I've never had an Epaphras in my life, must be nice. Go be one, man. Like go be an Epaphras. Like take, t- look for people and, and don't, not, and you notice Epaphras too, what's he doing, right? He's praying. Start praying for people. Start engaging after this service as you go meet in different, you know, whatever we're doing. What are we doing, Andrew? Homes and cafes and different things. Don't just chew the fat with people. Like, you know, who cares how the Mariners are doing? Aren't they losing all the time anyways? <laughs> like, honestly, like, who cares what your traditions are? What you, you know, I don't, like, you're, you're wasting each other's time if you do that, truly. Like, there's many, like, the, here's the deal. I've said this before. When the church comes together, remember what Dan talked about this. The church in Colossae, remember, there's neither Greek nor Jew, slave, nor free. Th- these aren't people that necessarily have everything in common, and that's okay. But you know it's true fellowship when there's this sort of stuff happening. And so go be the Epaphras today. A- ask someone, hey, how, how is your walk with Jesus going? How, what are you struggling with in life right now? How can I be praying for you? And not just hear it, but actually go do it. Mary says he works hard. Some of you might have to get up 20 minutes early ahead of time or whatever it might be or go to bed 20 minutes late and pray for that person that you talked to today. I'm just trying to give you some applications to go after this stuff. Because, you know, it's, it's sort of, I guess it's sort of easy, isn't it, to talk, oh, yeah, yeah, trustworthy ticket kiss. Oh, that's nice. Dodgy demons. Whoo, that's a bit intense. Exemplary Epaphras. Well, yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen one of those. And then you just sort of leave it there. I'm, I'm telling you, the best way that we can see this now is just trying to have this being stitched into our relationships. Like starting today, is that, that's your application. So that's the book of Colossians. And man, it's a rich book. I, I reckon if I almost thought about, you know, if I ever did a PhD, I'd wanna maybe do it in Colossians, but I'll probably say that at about every book. Um, well, because one of my favorite commentary, commentators is actually a dude that lives in Sydney, Peter O'Brien, but anyway. Um, hey, so what we're going to do now is if you are in Christ and you are saying, yes, right now I am cling to, clinging to Jesus for the hope of forgiveness and eternal life. Um, those of you that are a Christian, I hope you hear that. Everyone hear that? Not just, you know, all... What I did not say just now, those of you that have always had communion here, take it. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying those of you that are a Christian, you are, been, you are identified with Christ, I'd encourage you to take this time and to 
remember those realities. Christ's body broken for you, his blood shed for you. If you are not a Christian, I'd strongly encourage you to allow those items to pass by. And don't just let them pass by, but rehearse in your mind, why is it that you're not taking communion? That's, that's concerning. It's a big deal. But don't just take it because all the other people around you are taking it and you sort of feel like you'll be left out. Take it because you genuinely are clinging to Christ by faith right now. So I just want to encourage you now as we pass out the elements, go ahead and grab the little, our little prepackaged communion and unwrap those bits and pieces while we sing this last song and then we'll take communion together as a church as well as the fellowship hall. All right. Um, we're just going to sing Behold Our God. <laughs>